Yo, what is up everybody? Welcome back to the Fro Anime Podcast, your one-stop shop for news on anime, games, and great discussions. I'm your host Dallas, and I have missed you guys. I have not posted an episode in over two months, and I am so glad to be back. Now, I just want to start off by saying thank you to everyone who's been patiently waiting for Season 2 of the Fro Anime Podcast. I greatly appreciate you guys, and for all the newcomers, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy it. Kick back, relax, and let's talk about some anime. So we are going to go ahead and just skip what's hot this week because honestly, I haven't really seen any anime news worth really mentioning. So we're going to just go ahead and skip what's hot and get straight to the this week I blank. And this week I played Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact is an anime-esque Chinese, M- uh, it's not an MMORPG, I want to say that, but no, it's a Chinese ARPG, it's an action role-playing game developed by miHoYo the developers who made the mobile the very popular mobile game um, Honkai Impact 3rd so to give you a little bit of background of Genshin Impact Genshin Impact is a gacha based um, exploration RPG game where you assume the control of a traveler who was traveling the world with his sister and met this unknown goddess who battled them and detained you and sent you off to another world and took your sibling you know if you choose the you can choose a boy or girl if you choose the boy it's your brother or it's your sister if you choose the girl it's your brother so we're gonna assume that i chose the girl because in the let's play i'm doing on youtube shameless plug go ahead and check out my youtube channel at the front podcast but yeah so um that's we're gonna assume i chose the girl so the goddess took our brother and basically uh, isekai us so we wake up and we're in this new world where you meet this this floating elf girl creature thing whatever named paimon and paimon is going to basically be your guide around the world of tavat and so that's basically how the game is set up and it's built um you know the prologue is built up i won't talk too much about the rest of the story because i'd be here all day it's an ongoing game so the, the story chapters come out every four or five weeks or so so um let's talk about some gameplay things i like about the game um i really enjoyed the way they used the elemental reactions and things and they really built the game around that main theme so if you ever played this other game called spellbreak it's really similar you there in spellbreak there are multiple characters or the, there's multiple classes where you can pick fire and ice and poison and whatever whatever and depending on what two elements you combine you get a certain reaction in Genshin Impact they took that same concept and they just expanded it a lot more so there are seven main elements or there's six main elements I believe there's hydro which is water pyro which is fire electro which is electric or uh, lightning I guess I don't know um cryo which is ice Dendro, which is like grass and wood or nature or whatever. Geo, which is earth. And Animo, which is wind. So those are the elements. And each character that you can play as has one element they can control. Kind of like uh, Avatar, the Benders. They all have a certain element they can control. And the way they control those elements is through their 
visions, which is like this little jewel that they keep on them. So the gameplay is built around having different characters use their elements to react with other elements that are on the field or have other characters use an element and then switching to another character because you, you can control up to four characters at one time. So with that, it allows you to really experiment and build your team composition the way you want it and to be able to really take control of any situation you're playing in combat wise. Now, where the game falls flat in my personal opinion is that this is a very large open world that you can do a lot of different things and there's a lot of activities um, where you can fight bosses, you can go search for materials to level your characters up, run um, these, these mini dungeons called domains, in-game called Spiral Abyss and so much stuff to do in the game. But then the thing that holds it back is that this game has a AAA quality with a mobile game mindset. So there's like stamina systems in the game and there's loot boxes, you know, the gotcha system and it's, it's a lot of things holding it back. So the, the number one thing that a lot of people are complaining about right now in the game is the resin system. And what that basically is, if, if you've ever played any MMO or not MMO, <laughs> any game on mobile, uh, especially anime-esque games, those are very notorious for doing it, but every game on mobile pretty much does this. So, you know, you play a little bit, and as you play, every time you want to do an action, it requires you, you to use this stamina bar. And the stamina goes down, and it takes a real-life five minutes or six minutes to refill. And then it's usually capped. So, in Genshin Impact, we have resin, which takes eight minutes per resin to refill for a maximum of, now it's 160, but at launch it was only 120, which is a big difference. Um, and when everything in the game costs about 20 to 60 resin and they only last about 5 to 10 minutes and that's been generous then you get this thing where it takes 8 minutes for one resin and you need 20 to do a thing that only costs 1 minute you're sitting there finishing most of the content too early to be able to continue you're gated off so you, you're, you're kind of left like what do I do now and then the second biggest issue I have with this game is the gotcha system. Now, I'm no stranger to gotcha in games. I've played, you know, um, put Madoka Magica on mobile and I've played Epic 7 and all these other gotcha games. So I know how gotcha works. I'm not, I'm not a stranger to it. But this game is with such a triple A quality, they really could have sold it at like $60 and just have you unlock all the characters some other way or make it dlc so you pay a flat price and then get all the characters later if they really wanted to monetize you know new characters or whatnot but the gotcha kind of really brings the game down because you, you you start with one character the traveler um which is the main character and then you get four or five other characters from like the initial quests and then one free character from a permanent event so you have a good decent you know range of characters and nothing in the game is really unbeatable with with using the free characters but you do feel severely limited in your creativity and like i said earlier creativity is like the main selling point of this game how you can create your different combos and elements reactions and things so i really feel like it's holding itself back in that way and then when you have on top of that the fact that 
you can only play a certain amount of time before your stamina bar stops you from playing, it makes this kind of like melting pot of why am I playing this game? Now, I touched on the negative first because I think without those two, this game would be phenomenal. Everything else I have to say about this game is positive. Everything else. So I wanted to get the negatives out of the way first so that you guys understand before I say all this good stuff and you're like, oh, this game is great. I'm going to go download it. You understand what the the negatives are first because those are two really large negatives. Also, the game is free. So first positive. So I really, really enjoyed the story of the game so far. Um, there's two there's two acts in the game. There's the prologue and then the, or there's two chapters in the game, the prologue and act one. Each one takes place in a different region of the map. So far in the game, we've unlocked Mondstadt, the city of freedom, and it's based on Animo or the wind element. And we've unlocked Liwa, Liwei, Liyu, however they pronounce it. It's always different every time you talk to an NPC. And that represents Geo, the element of Earth. So we have two elements, um, or two, two, um, regions and two chapters and i finished all of the current content in the game so and i can say the story is pretty great it starts off good and then it kind of slows down a little bit but that's partially due to the progression gating that i talked about earlier and then it picks back up and then it just it keeps that same pace it's got a good amount of um like action sequences a good amount of slice of life things and then it really, this game does a really good job of delving into its side characters and just other characters because not only do you have what we call, they call the story quests, which are the quests that pertain to each individual character you can pull from the gotcha system. Um, basically all the playable characters have their individual backstories, but I like how they're, they're focusing specifically on certain characters doing certain things. Um, cause you guys know I am a sucker for character interactions. I say it every single week and nothing's changed even th though this is season two. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I really, I really love the fact that the way the characters interact with each other, interact with the world and they really flesh them out at least to the point to where you can uh, kind of understand the motivations a little bit and understand, get a kind of get a feel for who they are. Um, and I, there's, I can assume there's going to be more because the way the game um, ends each chapter is kind of like chapter one of this character's arc done. So you can kind of tell there's going to be more quests related to them later on down the line. But I can't speak on what's not in the game. So other than the story, the gameplay is great. It feels really smooth. It's like buttery smooth. Switching characters and throwing elements and all the characters' animations looks awesome. They look great. It has a very high-octane feeling of a anime battle. So like, when you're playing this game, you can watch cutscenes of it on YouTube. You'll see what I'm talking about. But if you really want to get it, watch me play the game at youtube.com for anime podcast. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot of different um, things going on in battle. It's, the battle is never like slow. It's not like, I mean, if, if the game is meant to be played slow, like Dark Souls or something, where you have to wait, anticipate the enemy, that's fine. But a game like this, you can kind of tell the pace is a lot quicker. You want it to be a lot faster and it achieves that really well. Um, the music in this game is A1. It's probably my second favorite thing about this game aside from the story. 
the game, the music. You know, when I first started playing this game, I turned, I muted the music and put on my own anime playlist. But after playing for a little bit, I was like, I wonder what the music sounds like. So I muted my own anime playlist and just had the in-game music playing. And let me tell you, I haven't touched that playlist since since I did that, since I made that decision. And it's for a reason. Like when you go to certain areas, you know they have like a, or a orchestral <laughs> um, arrangement of all the music in the game. So it's very authentic feeling, uh, and it, it provides another just uh, an ambient level to the, the action and the, the happenings of the game. Um, other than that, there's not much else to say about Genshin Impact. It's a great anime game developed by Mahoyo, Chinese developer who made, once again, Honkai Impact 3rd. Um, they're mostly known for their mobile games, but with Genshin Impact, they've broken into like mainstream gaming, and you can kind of tell because everyone's talking about it. Everyone's playing it. Even even people who I didn't even think liked anime are playing this game, and it's for a reason. The game is really, really good. If you can get past the gacha, and you can get past the resin system, I think you should give this game a try. If not, for anything else, give it a try. Get to, get to level 16 so you can unlock playing with people, and if you don't like it, put it down. But there's no reason not to pick it up. The game is free. They give you five free characters, and you can enjoy it a lot. And I'm having a ton of fun. I forgot. Uh, more hours than I would like to admit in this game um, so yeah play Genshin Impact it's pretty decent I give it a 7 out of 10 it'd be an, it'd be an 8.5 out of 10 had it not been for the gacha system in the mobile game type stuff but yeah that's what I played this week this month really hey guys if you're like me and enjoy consuming anime in many different forms and want to support the show at the same time then I have a treat for you at PlayAsia.com, you're able to take care of pretty much all of your anime needs. From video games and movies, to figures, or even anime hoodies, they've got you covered. And if you use our affiliate link in the description, a portion of your purchases will go towards helping the show. It's a win-win for you. You get anime merch, and you get more quality episodes of your favorite anime podcast. Now, back to the show. This week on Subject Matter, we're discussing anime and games. And no, not anime games, but gaming in anime as a whole. So what I mean by that is, what can we do to fix the gaming scene that surrounds anime? Because right now, the biggest issue with anime gaming is that they're all the same. And I touched on this a little bit in my anime games part one and two episodes. Um, where the issue is that anime games all feel like they have to follow the same formula they're all arena fighters or fighters in general and that that becomes an issue when you know you try to make one punch man a fighting game it should have just been an rpg because what are you going to do when you can one punch enemies when the when the roster of characters in this anime is so clearly built around the fact that one punch man is going to come save the day you know and it's like well there are other avenues that these games can take and i just want to talk about that so starting off i think the first thing we can do to improve anime and gaming is branch off stops no more arena fighters unless it's a storm sequel <laughs> uh we don't need any more arena fighters like that's 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 dead at this point like no one wants to see a um 
uh, uh, I don't know, Black Clover, Storm Five, Justice One's Justice. Nobody knows. <laughs> it's it's not necessary, you know. Look at Seven Deadly Sins. They tried to quickly cash grab on the the Storm series' success with the arena fighters, and that's probably, in my personal opinion, one of the biggest mainstream anime game flops that happened in a while. You know, Attack on Titan did it really well with the way they just abandoned any arena fighter. It was an RPG where you were hunting down titans as some unknown guy in the scout corps. I thought that was really good. It was a really good concept, solid concept, solid gameplay. It was the 10 out of 10 in creativity. You know, they did something that fit, that it, it perfectly fit the genre of the anime they were trying to bring to the gaming scene. Another example is, you know, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and Fairy Tale. Those two games are RPGs where instead of having, you know, the, um, now Dragon Ball Z Kakarot admittedly is kind of still a little fighting game-esque, but it's because it's Dragon Ball Z, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those games branched off a little bit and said, let's do RPGs, let's do single player experiences because... You know no one wants to see another fighters just came out two years ago why do we need to release another game like that and fairy tale for their to my knowledge first game on a mainstream console you know it wasn't terrible it was decent you know it it did what it did to bring fairy tale to more to a larger audience which is kind of the goal of games when it comes to uh, anime and while i had an issue with like the three by three grid thing that they had going on i thought it was a uh a, a very i guess i'm trying to say a very um wholesome experience i guess that's not the word i'm trying to use but um it was it was it was done well where i didn't feel like uh another anime fighting game great i'm gonna play this for 30 minutes with two friends and put it down forever it's because here's another issue with the arena fighter formula when you have arena fighting anime games, they rely heavily on multiplayer. Because no matter how good you are at a game, you know, there's, there becomes a point where fighting the computer is boring. Now, when I was in, you know, college and I used to play with my friends in Naruto Storm 4, you know, we would hold tournaments in, you know, the common area of the dorms and do all these different things, you know, with Storm and play with everybody. And it was super fun. I had a lot of enjoyment beating everybody. <laughs> um, and even losing. Like it was really intense matches all the time. Because, you know, you know, you're playing with people who, who who are unpredictable. They can do anything. You know, I had this one guy who I remember fighting and he always went for the toes, low kicks all the time, you know? Low attacks. And that's that was his gameplay style. You don't get that when you're fighting the computer. They even though a computer game these days or AI can be very um, random and unpredictable they still kind of stick to a certain pattern and after a while you can kind of see okay well there are things that an ai will never do in a fighting game and it makes it kind of boring because they have limits you know if you play the, the computer all the time it gets kind of boring i remember it got to a point when i was playing storm after you know i moved out my dorm finally that i was sitting there you know playing storm with one hand to get with the so i was sitting there like playing storm with one hand with it turned all the way to super hard for the cpu 
and the handicap turned all the way against me in the CPU's favor. And I was like still winning because the game was just boring. Like playing against the computer just isn't there. So that's the issue with a lot of arena fighters is that they'll die as soon as the multiplayer scene is not there anymore. Whereas, you know, I can come back 10 years later to Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and Fairy Tale and still play that game. Why? Because it doesn't rely on having an active steady player base. And another thing is that it doesn't have to worry about balancing issues. Kakarot is a great game because it doesn't have to worry about why isn't Hercule balanced to contend with Goku. Because it's not meant to be. It doesn't care. It doesn't matter. Um, so I think that, you know, going down the single player route in anime games is another place where we can just, you know, kind of feel more free to do what you want to make your game the way it needs to be. Um, other than that, I think another thing we should see more of, I want to see more obscure anime games like Battle Stadium D.O.N. That was a fighting game, yes, but it was a Smash clone. You don't get that kind of stuff anymore. Or like, um, I had an idea and I lost it. So we're just going to pretend like that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but more obscure fighting, more or more obscure anime games like, you know, I don't know, Harvest Moon, um, Doctor Stone game that'd be kind of cool you know it's it fits the it fits really well with the genre the Doctor Stone is it's a survival anime of rebuilding humanity and that's kind of what Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley type games are about so I feel like that would do really well um you know just molding the game to the anime and the reason that I'm kind of like I even brought that up is because after playing Genshin Impact I kind of realized that every you know every anime game can have potential um because i really was, I was like dang you know i wish Genshin impact had an anime i watch it but it doesn't so here i am playing the game but you know i, I say that all the time about anime games man it'd be so cool if konosuba was a game like Genshin impact i feel like that could really work um so yeah that's just my two cents on anime games and stuff because i've been playing a lot of you know a certain anime game and it's kind of consumed my thought process <laughs> so yeah there you have it if you like this episode guys go ahead and share it with all your friends share it with all your non-friends your enemies your rivals i don't care who it is just go ahead and share this to everybody you know <laughs> because we're trying to have the front end podcast take over the world because more anime listeners you know more people who will watch anime more people who watch anime you know more people spread the word about anime and the more anime is known the more mainstream it becomes the more mainstream anime becomes the higher budgets these anime studios get and these higher budgets these studios get the higher quality animes can have and that all starts with you hitting that share button let's get this out to everybody because we trying to completely change the anime industry scene with the front of podcast but yeah guys um <laughs> if you like if you enjoyed this go ahead and hit the like button um share leave a comment you know rate leave negative reviews if you want just tell me what you think of it I'd like to hear what you guys have to say um i really enjoy feedback so yeah don't forget to follow me on social media at the fro anime podcast on instagram and at fro anime on twitter and if you want to watch videos instead of listen to a podcast you can do both but go ahead and check me out at the fro anime podcast on youtube And I will see you guys in the next episode.